0: Thank you for listening to Recyclables. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the program, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, The next best way is to make a donation either through the ACAST app or at our Patreon, which is just Patreon forward slash recyclables.com. Until next time, thank you.
1: All right. Okay, I'm starting this one. I'm going to take lead on this one. Because I'm the speech and debate kid. Okay? Okay? This used to be my job. So actually, so hi, I'm Rochelle uh, Cody, and I'm here with Patrick Perkins. Uh, You know him from Recyclables. You may know me from Recyclables as well. I'm usually there in some way, shape, or form. Crossover! Yeah. And so this is actually going to go on my YouTube channel, uh, which at this point is ETOC234, because I made that a long time ago. Um...
0: Not make a new and start start dro- that that would be my hand right. like start dropping old ones on a new with a new snazzy name <laughs> so you can like.
1: But I mean, I also is going to have more episodes of my podcast talking shit, spilling pee, where I talk about gross things that come out of us, literally and figuratively. So, um, but today, what we want to do is start a new thing, hopefully weekly, where uh, called the News Dump. Yeah. Uh we're taking a big old steaming shit on the news and we're passing along the savings to you.
0: We're p- we're pissed off about it. And uh I'm constipated with rage.
1: And now we're going to be talking <laughs> about the star of what used to be my problematic fave show and now is just problematic. So Alec Baldwin of 30 Rock. Uh and uh what what did Al- Alec Baldwin do, Patrick?
0: Um well, I I, I as I saw it, uh,
1: Yeah, according to the Insider article we read,
0: what happened? The first thing I saw was like, oh, Alec Baldwin shot someone on a set. And it's like, well, that happens. And then you see someone died from Alec Baldwin shooting someone on a set. And you're like, that
1: does happen. Didn't Uh, that happen to
0: Bruce Lee's son? Yeah, yeah, like he got shot with a blank or something. And there's there's Mm -hmm. other people that have been injured. Because when you pull the trigger, there's something in there. And it still does physics. Yeah, so, like even so, if you're
1: close enough and if it hits just right, yeah,
0: and it's 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 one of the reason people have issue with with police using non lethal rounds as well because like there's still even if it's not lethal, it's still defying some it's of the still laws damaging. of physics, yeah, and
1: it still could potentially be lethal if it hits a soft spot,
0: yeah. Uh, but this sounded like it was more the Insider article that we saw. There will be uh, links, I guess, in which Yeah, we'll
1: include the links and the information. Uh, just... But it,
0: it kind of frames it as there was an accident on set. Somebody shot somebody. Like, like, there was an accident in a building during a shoot. And somebody was killed as a result. And everybody's kind of sad about It's kind yeah. of the, yeah. the, the yeah. initial read I got the, from it.
1: It was, a, it was a piece that was just the facts And basically, Alc shot someone on set. They died. Someone else was injured. Uh, You know, nothing else to report. Uh, I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about my workplace mishap, nowhere near as intense. But the day before my 30th birthday, I was pouring the water out of some short ribs that were being, like, cooked in the oven. But I was pouring towards myself. And yes, I know you're not supposed to do this fully aware of my oopsie poopsie here Well, some of it splashed over the containers in it and i got boiling hot meat uh meat fat and hot water juice down my front i burned my nipple i had a blister on my nipple
0: i i dated (laughs) i dated a professional cook for a while who had the same who, who did something and she she's like a, a cook like like done it She's for like 15. Yeah, She's so so it wasn't like her first day on the job, and she had like a scab from her belly right to about where some things some. Yeah, and she felt very very sensitive about it, so I can understand how that would be an awkward thing yeah, to deal it with really like, on your nipple too. Like, well, ugh.
1: and for context, I'm really short, I'm five two, and most uh kitchen like industrial kitchen areas are not built for people my height. So I couldn't really pour forward safely because I was too short. yeah it was the only way I could really get leverage. Uh, did you have a workplace incident? Yeah
0: I uh my my I have a lot because the deal is I work under the table a punch and I work at places that like
1: don't care about you.
0: Yeah and so like I, I uh, part of the reason I quit planned was because the the pre-existing condition of my spine was exaggerated with the like eight hours of standing. I'm missing I bring it up everywhere I go I'm missing three vertebrae right and it's
1: really dramatic
0: and with uh convenience store workers because this is just the one drum i beat uh you're standing there for nine to ten hours no lunch break no real break even if there's nobody in the store you're supposed to be doing something so like i didn't realize just standing like that was so bad for my back that's one it is that's that's in a corporate ish setting but like 15 years 10 years ago i was working under the table in the kitchen mopping the floor And fell, like slipped, but as I'm slipping, I'm like, oh, I don't want to land on the hole in my back, and I don't want a concussion, so I kind of veer towards where my shoulder is, and ever since then, it's like had tension issues. So you tried to
1: shoulder check the ground? I did. I successfully
0: shoulder checked the ground. All right, all right. And and now my shoulder checks me every freaking day. (laughs) You
1: checked the world, and the world is... Eternally yeah. checking you back. Yeah,
0: yeah. I Well, I mean, somebody had to take on gravity. Why not PTP?
1: Yeah, PTP <laughs> taken out. But I bring this up because we're all aware of workplace accidents. Now, obviously, what happened with Alec Baldwin was a much more severe version of a workplace accident. And after reading a New York Times article that Patrick it's, and I found. Well,
0: because it's, it's more... the The other context is, like, if you don't know news around this... Then it's unsuspicious. Yeah, yeah, it's like, very
1: unsuspicious. But
0: you and I are paying well, attention. Well, hold
1: on, oh, okay, okay. Patrick. But so we found a New York Times article that made it sound like there's actually been consistent problems on set for this show that relate not only to the treatment of the staff but the actual safety standards around firearms use. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what were what were some of the things that stood out to you from that New York Times article?
0: Uh, Well, there's the fact that, like... uh, uh, What was it?
1: Four people quit that day, like, wrote letters of resignation to leave because the conditions were so messed up?
0: Yeah, so the shooting happened on the 16th, and there was an effort by the crew, I guess, on the 14th or the 15th to... To say something, because what happens is, if you're in a big Hollywood production, to to clarify for our audience, you're most of the time these people are in the the behind the scenes people have a union that has set standards and practices mm-hmm. that they have to work through, and currently IATSE, the uh, overall union of that, is going through renegotiations and might could be striking any day now, kind of thing. Yeah, but. The the reason that they're striking is that even as a union, they've only been able to set the conditions so well just through congenial contract negotiations. When you leave the studio system, when you go into the independent film world, and when you go into the, like, personal—this is clearly Alec Baldwin is the producer, he's the lead star, and he clearly has, like, some directorial influence. Folks, R-
1: this is his passion project. Okay? So—
0: so when that happens, you don't have to follow the laws and the rules cuz you're not in the freaking system and that's clearly that's that's what the New York Times article makes very clear is that they're like, "Well, it's a passion project so you're you're you'll get paid less cuz it means more to you cuz it's art." It's it it's they're paying them in drink tickets.
1: Oh, uh, no, exposure. Exposure. Exposure cuz you can never you can you can you can never Eat exposure.
0: You can't, but that's, that is
1: not a food source.
0: But the the crew that day, like the day before, I guess, is if I'm reading through this right, or like within a day before, or the day the day before. So you know, the day before, the day before. There we go. That's what I was going for. But like, <laughs> I was like, is there a cleaner way to say that? But I did not. Uh, but they they had done some form of strike or made some form of formal protest because safety standards weren't being met, and then. I have, uh, oh, oops, let me find that post. I have friends in, in, we, a comedian. Patrick we
1: know, has friends in the industry, okay? Mm, mm, he's connected.
0: We both have a friend who's in the IATC union, Eric Cash, who, oh. uh, uh, he's a comedian. And one of our mutual friends was, uh, do, 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 do. One of our mutual friends saw me post about it. Cause I, I, I
1: <laughs> he's chronically online.
0: And being the and kind chronically of...
1: chronically in pain, so...
0: And I'm... But I'm willing to... head my, on
1: the chronic, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. But my...
0: My my thing is I'm willing to say an... I'm willing to say an absurd comment, uh, and then back it up with a point, right? And to me, shock humor, the whole point is to get your attention about a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. So I made a joke about Alec Baldwin having a killer day... And then,
1: yeah, that was the first I heard of it.
0: And then, underneath that, I put a bunch of stuff about the conditions that people are working with. And then, somebody shared with me on there a Facebook post from what supposedly from one of the people working there. And it talks about how uh, they had written a letter of resignation that cited a lack of payment for three weeks, hotels that were not where like hotels were not provided, even though they were told they were going to be. There was no COVID safety, and on top of that, poor gun and set safety. They had all had, in quoting the Facebook post, We wrote about this exact issue last night and walked this morning because of it. It, That's not in any of the papers. They brought in four non-union guys to replace us and tried calling the cops on us. The only people that stayed were the DP and the camera operator.
1: And then if you... And those
0: are the people who were injured. Yeah. And... Fucking killed yeah
1: injured or killed
0: sorry pearl i'm aware that a child listens to this but her mom was also like nah she knows you guys are trying to fight the bad guys like it's fine
1: listen (laughs) my mom says every time she hears me say the f word it is just so grating to her but then she can see seth mcfarland as a cgi teddy bear say every disgusting thing under the sun so pearl you're tough you can handle this yeah know that we're not using these words to hurt you we're just hurt on the inside
0: Another thing um, that I want to quote from the Facebook, uh, again, I know Facebook is anecdotal, and I know I can't trust that a friend's link of a friend's link is a link, but I do think if this is misinformation, it's really good misinformation because it's pretty accurate to some stuff I'll get into in a minute in my own group. It's highly
1: specific pasta, is what you're saying. Yeah. How degraded does the screenshot look? Because that is a good version, good nose to know how many right. times it's I mean been it looks. It,
0: I mean you can judge it. It looks it looks just degraded enough to be a friend screenshot of a friend screenshot. Yeah. So, but so, but but the it can, could
1: be a lot worse.
0: But what they're describing is uh, the show keeps arguing they didn't have to do anything because contracts, many don't force them to. Uh, this is Lan Looper. Uh, L U P E R. In fact the low budget agreement a hotel in fact in the low budget agreement a hotel doesn't need to be provided until fourteen hours of a day have been worked. And this Jesus and God. this show is doing hour lunches. So it requires a fifteen hour day to lapse before they will volunteer a hotel.
1: And that's outside of uh commute, depending on where these people originally come yeah. from.
0: Or and where then, they live. So, uh, skipping ahead a little bit. So here's where my crew at the, here's where my crew, I think, are at with this show and the union's involvement. 12 point hour days worked, an hour lunch, two hours of driving, leaving exactly eight hours of time in between. And most people are only getting five hours of sleep a night. Now, again. I don't
1: even think I would be able to get five. I would be so, like, drained from work. And overtired that I wouldn't be able to wind down to fall asleep in time to get a re- even a remotely reasonable amount of sleep.
0: Now, our mutual friend, Christine Levine, like a person that used to do comedy in town, she filmed a pilot for a show uh, when I was a roommate and I helped work out on it. And this is exactly what they had to work with because this is they, they like found a pro, uh, uh, director who was willing to work low budget, right? and work with them. And these are exactly the day like this was what a week of my life was like. It was like, all right, cool, we're going to be up for 12 hours because we need to get this shot, this shot and this shot. It's all going to be edited down into an hour of programming by the way. Right. But like as a result, it's also being funded by people who have no money, which is I mean no money relative to the film. Like if you're if you have a $10,000 budget, that's no money as far as a budget goes for a project, right? Mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin definitely has more than ten thousand no, kinda... dollars.
1: Yeah. So there's there is not a financial barrier in this situation. This is just greediness and
0: But there's also a culture is I think an important thing to note that like these people people in this environment are told this is how this environment has to be so even as she as she mentions in that thing they're 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 expecting them to work 15 hour work days and the reasonable like middle ground is nearly 13 hour 15 hour work days anyhow including lunch and whatnot right like Mm -hmm. when you add all that up whatever that amount of free time is but like All of that is the culture still. So the culture is still, hey, we've got to work 12 hours because we've got to make this movie because if we don't, somebody else will do it. And that's another reason... I think another reason that some of these people are in these positions is because they're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, making movies instead of in L.A. making movies. Mm-hmm. And so it's like there's a culture on one end of we we have to make films in this hectic, hurried production because we only have so much time. And there's a deadline and we got to meet producers' whims and whatnot, right? But there's also the fact that like – I don't want to say odd by celebrity, but you're like, well – we'll have to put up with this because this is what the celebrity that we're working with. This is the timetable they've set. So there's like a cultural end where it's like, we have to work in these conditions. And then there's also kind of an innate, like an internalized thing where you're like, ah, fame. I got to react to it appropriately. Cause it's fleeting or whatever. I don't, know. I had a point at the end. I thought.
1: He thought he had a point. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, but like, Something that's also been noted by folks who work on on movies and TV and sets like this is that you could be standing still holding a mic for hours on end to get the right sound for a shot. You can't go to the bathroom in that time frame. So there's tons of people who get UTIs, bladder infections, kidney infections, Because they aren't able to relieve their bladder appropriately. And I mean, obviously, this isn't the only place this stuff occurs. But it's like, we've created this idea that making movies is like the paramount, like can be a paramount career and so wonderful. But the people who you don't see on the screen, unless there's a good union behind them, are likely not going to be given afforded humanity in the courtesy. And I wanted to bring up, like, kind of to tie up what we've really been talking about with um, this is that it's the end of that uh, New York Times article. So Rebecca Stair, a location manager, said she was just saddened that Ms. Hutchins had been killed just days after a Hollywood union of film workers reached an agreement with movie and TV studio that averted a strike on issues that include safer work conditions. Mrs. Stare, Ms. Stair said the incident on the set of Rust served as a tragic reminder of what could happen because of security lapses. Quote, we didn't come together to strike and now we're coming together to grieve, Ms. Stare said. And I think that's what ties this together is that this loss of life wouldn't necessarily have happened if there were protections. Patrick would have had the ability to treat the situation when he injured his shoulder by shoulder checking the earth. (laughs) If he had been a worker on the books or if even without that, we still had a good enough healthcare system that wasn't monetized that he could get help. Um, I wouldn't have burned my nip. And if there were accommodation for shorties in kitchens.
0: And there's this, this myth that we perpetuate amongst ourselves of like, well, if they didn't want to be there, they wouldn't be there. And, and in Hollywood in particular, where fame is a portion of the paycheck where, like, part of the reason you're doing it is for the attention or increase the acclaim. Your
1: portfolio, increase your portfolio yeah. so you can work on other projects.
0: It It's it's hard for people to accept, I think, that we live in a system that has tricked us into enslaving ourselves in yeah. a lot of ways. And we've internalized that, as my, my, psychology, my shrink would say, right? Uh, and Hollywood, in particular, is a great example of people why people internalize that stuff and the fact that like if we took away money people would still want to do these things yeah but the fact that there's money involved allows people to kind of handcuff them to certain situations because like here's the deal anybody can just stand there and hold a mic gaff right but only these people have spent the right or boom mic whatever but only these people have trained and they know like how to move it but there's no reason we can't train more except it's air quotes cost prohibitive to train more
1: yeah, right. well, and I mean, and especially in a lot of instances with Ayatzi folks, um, they, they own the equipment that they use on these sets as well. So, like, their sound mixing equipment is their personal oh. sound mixing equipment. So, when they walked off sets, cause they're like, or like when that was starting to become a threat, all of these production companies had to realize, well, shit we're going to not only have to find someone who's non-union, who knows how to do this, which takes years to master, they also need to have that equipment or we have to get that equipment. Yeah. That's thousands and thousands of dollars. So it's like there's there were a lot of interesting things in that whole thing. If, if you want to check it out, I know that um, I think some more news, I think there's some more news on podcasts now. They did one specifically about IOzzi. That was pretty informative, you know. Katie Johnston and Katie Stoll, Cody Johnston and Katie Stoll.
0: The the it's it's this funny thing that happens to me, or that I think people don't pay attention to a lot at work, which is like your boss doesn't know how to do your job. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like the guy like, Alec Baldwin knows how to tell people what to do and how to maybe cry on command. He knows
1: how to throw a tantrum to get his way as well.
0: Yeah, and. <laughs>
1: What did what did we? You said you said you know what? I think he's probably a nice guy.
0: And, and, <laughs> and what I, I, I
1: said I think he's what we as a society consider a nice guy. I
0: I what he strikes me as is, but I'm also privileged in my position to say this. He strikes me as a person I wouldn't like. I wouldn't care if I met at the bar. Like it wouldn't impact my life if that makes sense. He reminds me of about every guy at the bar and the fact that like that's not the problem for me is the problem I'm realizing like I'm just privileged enough to be like oh yeah guy, the the guy at the bar really is a problem like like Yeah. The, he's just another used car salesman. He's just another he's just another like uh, salesman. That's all acting is ultimately from what I can see is like sales pitch of I'm a policeman or I'm a space guy or I'm a Jedi. <laughs>
1: But um, I, I felt like my takeaways from talking about this today, and the, the reason I thought about this being is something that would fit with recyclables, is that one thing that is is not held behind like academics, like you don't have to be in college to know this shit, is that if you read a story, try to read a couple, like and like it's something that's big in the news try to find a couple different news sources about it. We only did two. We definitely could have done more. And I mean, technically we had three sources because we had the insider article, we had the New York Times article, and then we also had the screenshots that may or may not be fact, but, but I would also, say likely are.
0: Yeah, and part of part of recycling too is is looking at things in a different context. If if I didn't know about the Iozzi stuff and I didn't have my personal experience this would just be another story on my radar about a celebrity there's plenty of celebrities who've gotten away with murder Matthew Broderick I love telling people this Matthew Broderick killed a guy he did L- kill like a right guy. after Ferris Bueller and I think Ireland drunk drove hit a dude and got away with it cuz he was Ferris Bueller Oh
1: and, yeah no, there's like, there's a lot of celebrities and politicians as well Yeah
0: that we just uh they killed whatever it's fine it's them and like it's the- a
1: representative in Montana killed a guy with a boat. Like came up out of the lake, hit the person on the beach, killed him.
0: Yeah, and like like here's the thing. I don't think accidents necessarily no deserve consequences. No. Right? But I also think if we insist that there be consequences for everyone, there'd be consequences for everyone. There should for- <laughs> be
1: consequences for everyone. Exactly. It's, it's well it's it kind of comes along with marijuana use in that uh white people actually use marijuana more than a lot of uh, minority groups because we are less afraid of the consequences. Now, we live in a legal state, so it doesn't really, mm-hmm. there's there's less to do that. But, like, in states where marijuana isn't legal, if you're a black or brown or indigenous person and you have weed on you, the cops are going to fuck with you hard. Yeah. If you're a white person, it's le- it's possible they're not going to bother you at all.
0: Yeah, unless you unless you violate class norms or fucking yeah, rules.
1: exactly. And like it's it's
0: it's it's hard for people to understand that that's a byproduct of white supremacy, and that like I, we've been talking about this off mic, but like my theory of the death of the author in the system, and that it doesn't matter who's doing what; the system's in place. It's a white supremacist system. And it does white supremacist things. It doesn't matter who's running it. It's going to keep doing that. And then mm-hmm. even even if we put somebody who's not white in charge, it's going to continue to run the way it did. So, it like, it, it's why we were still America, even though Barack Obama was there. Like, we're still a white supremacist place, even though we had a black president. It's right. Just a point.
1: Um. No, I agree with that. It's... It's not, it's, it's not about who we need to point the finger at. It's that we need to address what the problem is and stop it from reoccurring. But yeah, like my takeaways specifically are that diversifying your sources, anybody can do that. As long as you have a Google connection, as long as you can use the incognito browser to get around the paywalls of New York Times and whatever yeah. news site you're looking at, then you can at least get three to four to five sources. Try to stay out away from like dot net and dot org those are not super reliable and
0: like you have to you have to do a thing i've been doing since i was a kid because my parents were psychos or were bad at their job they weren't specifically psychos but you have to learn to read between the lies
1: yes you have to understand Mm -hmm.
0: that people have narratives and points of views that they're trying to sell and sometimes their point of view is just we want to sell newspapers right well
1: and for example That article you found, how do I say this? It's important to look at where the uh, article is coming from. What organization is publishing this? And then on top of that, who the writer is. And looking at those two places, you can see where potential biases can be. So you can see where that person may have a blind spot. I'm not saying that any source is bad because an author has a blind spot, but it is important to know that blind spot and see if you can find information that either fills in that blind spot or contextualizes the concepts that you're t- looking at in a different way. And
0: this isn't, I want to point out, this isn't a new thing.
1: No, no. Like, like this but, goes,
0: like, all the uh, history in our time. But yeah. all the way back at, like, the start of America, you knew you couldn't trust the newspapers because they were being printed by random people. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you could just have a printing press and make a newspaper if you felt like it, right? And they knew that politicians would pay a dude to make fluff pieces about them and crap all over their opponents, and they knew business dudes would ha- make. You understood that you might be being advertised to every time you read a newspaper. For most of American history, it's only been in this specific period between like the '50s and the early 2000s ish where people were like, "Oh, the news must absolutely be trustworthy. They must have some professional standoutery." Like, nah, people got biases. Like, we got right. bi- you and I have biases. No, this. I,
1: I ab- absolutely have biases. Um, I think, uh, squish face cats, Persian cats are the ugliest cats in the world and I don't love them.
0: And I, I feel that way about no cats actually. I think, I think, do I hate any kind of cat? The only kind of cats I hate are like when people have a bobcat and they, they're like, I... Oh,
1: it's a baby. Yeah, it's Yeah, like
0: yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a fucking wild animal. No, <laughs> <It's> but a... <laughs> I mean like,
1: we're all going to have things that specifically shape our viewpoint, you know, that's a huge part of intersectionality is that how we are oppressed is going to be so unique to each and every individual situation and how we see the world is affected by all those things as well.
0: The, the issue I have is like the, the people I consider the forces of evil, right? Like the things that want things badly, want things to stay static. They want them to be unchanging and unquestioned. So to me, like if you want to be a force for good, that means you got to be willing to change and you got to be willing to question. That's really what recyclability is. It's, it's like, there's honestly a lot of the things that are inherent to, say, white trash culture aren't necessarily wrong or bad. A strong work ethic isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's when it gets put in place. When like, it
1: becomes moralized.
0: Yeah, and it gets toxified or whatever. So it's like.
1: When you are alienated from your labor.
0: And so recycling yourself is to me about. A the theme of my podcast specifically being that is like you have to be willing to look at these things and and be willing to see things you are not comfortable seeing with because that's that's a big part of what's helped me recycle myself is especially as a straight white dude like it's hard to accept that like I am not the problem but I am part of the problem and that yeah. you just you just have to sit with that. That's just how it is, and, like, you can't fix it, and, like, you can't fix it on an individual level. Like, you can fix it within yourself. I can do my best to be the least toxic, crappy version of a straight white dude, but I'm still going to— Limit gonna...
1: your shitty footprint.
0: Yeah, and it's that's very much what it is. Is It's, like, I want to limit my shit, my shit carbon footprint and, like, do better, and I can see it as a result. Like, I can see the impact of it nearly two decades down the line with my son since my goal has always been to be less trashy. Like he's already starting out, like he's already taken stuff I was dealing with in my twenties and like tackling it now. So like Mm -hmm. I can, I'm fortunate enough to see the steady march of progress in that sense. But like part of that is I've taught him to be willing to be like, sometimes things just suck and you can't deal with it. And you just got to feel awful about what you did or, or what happened. And it's in a system that's based on hierarchy and kind of staying static and enforcing that. It's never going to accept change in questionability.
1: Yeah. No, and I mean, the thing I thought at first when I was thinking about what do I take away from this is that, oh, it's, there's a sad story? Let's make it sadder. <laughs> like, it, it was sad to know that someone died on set. It's sad to know that Alec Baldwin probably had no interest in that situation happening, however it did. But the sadder part is that this is symptomatic of a bigger problem of us not having appropriate work conditions. And when there are these hierarchies in place, people have final say and authority on things that they clearly shouldn't have final say and authority on.
0: Because if there's no, if there's no intersectionality and no solidarity, which is like kind of words I keep, I keep repeating to myself, right? It's part of the reason The Hollywood part of the reason you're filming in Albuquerque instead of Hollywood is because like, yeah, like I said, you can get away with stuff. But that's also part of the reason why you film in B.C. instead of in New York, because you can Mm -hmm. save a little bit of money. And that's why you film in China instead of L.A. because you get even more tax incentives for a bigger production. That's why so many of the films are. So many films are manufactured and marketed towards a Chinese audience because it's now creating more money. So they're going to move their taste towards that. But if the people in L.A. saw their situation as the same as the people in Albuquerque saw their situation as maybe not the same. The same is not the right word, but saw that there was intersectionality and solidarity they could have with each other. Then like a lot of this wouldn't happen because part of the reason that the thing I was trying to get to at earlier is like. Part of the reason Alec Baldwin gets to get away with this is because this is the closest these people will get to Hollywood maybe, right? And if they want to make it in Hollywood, then they need to have the success that they couldn't just show up. Part of the problem with the entertainment industry is you already have to be pretty comfortable to make it at it. Mm-hmm. like it used to be because of the power of the dollar the reason we hear of so many success stories they were working in a diner and then they got discovered is because you could sort of survive on a minimum wage right oh, you can't do that anymore. and now what happens is like well my parents can pay my rent for a year and i have mm-hmm. this car that they got me so or
1: i'm living out of my car until i save up enough Two.
0: Or you get in, like, my position with comedy, which is, like, I don't resent it, but I've always chosen to work over opportunities because I have child support. Yeah, hey, you, have,
1: you have shit to pay. Yeah, no, I've, I definitely had to. I uh, We're not in the s- same sit- financial situations, but I definitely have enough limitations to me that, like, if I, for a long time I'd have to turn down stuff. that's like, sorry, I can't. I can't. I can't afford to drive all the way down to do your show and then come back and then go to work the next day and not be total shit at my job and potentially endanger my job. Yeah.
0: And it's it, – it it has frustrated me to no end the number of people that are like, oh, you're just not committed enough to stand up. And I'm like, no, I am – you do not understand the amount of effort and work I oh put my into God. my stand up.
1: Oh, uh- Okay, I would say we've probably covered this pretty well. I do want
0: to, I do want to, let me, let me cover one last thing to put this in a bigger historical bubble, which is the thing, the, the, just a little bit of that Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938.
1: Okay, Fair it, Labor Standards 1938, and that was passed today it, in 1938? or and right. It,
0: around? In 1940, it comes to fruition in October uh, 28th of, or 24th of 1940. Ooh. But it, the, the, the thing I want to point out is, so, that's like the legal standard and Mm -hmm. a 40 hour work week can be worked any number of ways you can work 40 hours all at once and that's still a 40 hour work week right and so that's that's why it's important to me that we the, the thing i like doing about how history kind of backs up on itself and repeats on itself and it's wibbly wobbly past affects the future we look at the past and it impacts our future we think about the future and we do it in the lens of the past like these things are intersectional in that way and so we pass in when did i say that was 1940 this fair labor act but we don't update it right the 40 hour work week is still a thing and the 40 hour work week was just what we agreed to because we had been doing 60 and 80 hour work weeks before that
1: Do you know that uh, South Korea just changed, is, like, working to change that just now? Yeah. Like, they work way more than us, and now they're like, okay, maybe we need to tone it down a little. I
0: say yeah, but I mean no. (laughs) But I did not know that. But yeah, no, I just
1: saw something pretty recently about it.
0: And it's, the, the messed up thing is, like, they don't like to compare... You're going to do whatever you can to reinforce your point of view when you're in power. Mm -hmm. And so the people in power here are like, well, you work 40 hours a week and we're not making enough money. You're lazy. But then you look at like... Particularly Japanese, I know it's not the same with Korea, but suicide rates in in pro, air quotes productive countries, especially in Southeast Asia, are incredibly high because mm. of the social pressure to perform or die. And you know, hey, do I die now or do I die of quick starvation or of slow starvation and and the environment? Well, I mean, as a I have expressed my opinion before, I'm a big fan of just good night, like. I, <laughs> I'm not a fan of suffering. And so to me, that makes a certain kind of sense. And those people over there, meanwhile, are talking about how lazy the Americans are and how they only work 40 hours a week. And meanwhile, we're still driving ourselves nuts on that. If yeah. we, that that's why intersectionality and, and solidarity are so important to me because it's like it might not be the same thing, but it is the same goddamn thing.
1: We're a lot more alike especially at, uh, especially the working class and the working poor are a lot more alike than they are different, regardless of who they voted for or anything. And that's not to excuse any toxic behavior from anybody, but to think that you have like, think that you don't have something in common with someone else in that scenario is really silly.
0: And it's like, that's why it's important to like, I know, I know some of our listeners specifically aren't, uh, aren't entertainment field people, Mm -hmm. right? This is just another news story. But it's like the conditions of the people on that set aren't that different than the conditions of people at plaid. Aren't that condi- different than the conditions of somebody working at Target in Sacramento? Aren't that different than the conditions of somebody working at Walmart in Wisconsin? Like, it's...
1: There's different flavors, but it's all the same shit.
0: Yeah, it's all it's all human suffering. You just have to yeah. be willing to... It, it's, it's like I like to say, it's assholes all the way down.
1: Well, and, like, I would illustrate that by, like, this summer I was complaining uh, at a family reunion about how I only got a 68-cent raise. And my sister told me to blow that out of my ass because her raise was less than that. And I was like... We're on the same team on this one. I think be. you should get a better race too.
0: And I mean that's so That's m- part of the problem is like like when I when I did boycott stuff with Platt, people were like, Oh, you want a better paycheck? I was like, Yeah, for all of us. Yeah,
1: not just me. I want it for everybody. But
0: people we're we're kinda taught by the system, like you're not supposed to think that way. I
1: Okay, we trailed off hard. Yeah. <laughs> we trailed off hard from this, I feel like.
0: That's the I mean that's the point. But of that's this. the point.
1: But yeah, I guess overarching theme of this diversify your sources and see how you can connect stories to things that you already understand because then you'll be able to create a better picture of what's going on like knowledge is kind of a collage that you put up on the wall and so you can see the bigger picture
0: and don't be i, I think a reticence people have is is that it's work right There's like it's not I,
1: that hard it but... took us like and more What, Im- 15 minutes to find the sources we needed?
0: And more importantly, the people who, I say this as a nominally straight white dude, the people who don't look like me have to do some function of this work all the fucking time anyhow mm-hmm. for survival. Like just as a matter of course.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That it's work to do this educational stuff. Yeah. But it's work that has to be done.
1: And it's worth doing.
0: And it's work that other people are doing For you for your comfort anyhow so it's not it's work that's already being done and you're lessening the load
1: Mm. right like
0: I don't I don't know that I have a lot of black friends (laughs) right? but I don't pay attention to issues that happen to black people because I have black friends. If that may like it's because I know these things matter to other human beings, yeah. and I'm a human being. Therefore, they're going to matter to me. That was that was my point there, not to be like <laughs>
1: he has like three black friends. Okay,
0: yeah. I don't. Well, no, I just don't. I'm bad at having friends in general. I'm bad. Yeah. At,
1: <laughs> We're on thin ice. Let's be honest. No, this just, whole
0: podcast. is So <laughs> Rochelle is like, are we still friends? Right? Are we still
1: friends? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean. Tie it all up in a big bowl. Um, Alec Baldwin kind of
0: sucks. So, oh yeah, let's just spend like five minutes just talking about how much we hate Alec Baldwin because I like he's he's in the class. There's a class of actor where it's like, hey, I just I think I don't think you're handsome or important, and I wish the rest of the world would stop. Alec Baldwin is like the pinnacle of that. Kurt Russell, almost there, but he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. So like Kurt Russell seems like. Like actual nice. Mm.
1: That's fair. Um, I mean, I can't can't get that voicemail that he sent his daughter. Oh, was that him? Yeah. I get get him and David
0: Hasselhoff mixed up so much. Well,
1: David Hasselhoff did something weird too. He like like he took a video of himself like drunkenly eating a hamburger or something. Who knows. But, um, like, that voicemail definitely wasn't a beautiful thing, and it was especially unfortunate that that was to his daughter, so he had, she P- had to listen to her father calling her, like, a disgusting pig.
0: And a, a P.S., now that I think about it, which which has occurred to me, like, nine times to say, everybody is fucking replaceable.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: there's nine actors I can think of that are almost like Alec no, Baldwin. No, I can
1: do all the same things yeah, he does. and, like, well, better.
0: Like- the guy who plays Christopher Pike right now on Discovery would make an amazing everything else Alec Baldwin has done. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, like other thing, I think too is that the two, the two, the three roles that I know him the most for is he was like the ball busting, uh, like chief cop or whatever in The Departed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember him as Jack Donaghy on Thirty Rock, and I remember him as uh the baby and Boss Baby, and like all of those are just like. Really toxic,
0: horrible angry, human beings. Like
1: and be angry, condescending male roles, and I just, I, I really am tired of us. Humanizing such toxic traits.
0: I I agree. It's a problem. if
1: that makes sense. No, no,
0: I hear it, I hear it because it's a it's a problem I have with Rick and Morty. It's a problem I have yeah. with uh I think Game of Thrones to a lesser extent though oh, those other things. But like it, the
1: fucking sexual assault of Sansa is one of the most disgusting things ever. I, regardless of what was in the book, it was awful. Yeah, it I'd stop. Wa-
0: I'd stop watching by then. oh,
1: be so great. But that was but a waste it's because there's
0: a lot like it it it's because it's a, it's written by and for those guys to whether or not it's written by or for them or not, it it ends up feeding into their thing of thinking that they're fine and they're well. And it's also, it, it's that thing again, where it's like, it doesn't normalize it in the way people think video games, normalize things, but it makes it seem like it's normal that this thing happens.
1: It's, it's kind of like how um a lot of people say that like engaging, in jokes about race and stereotypes like so anti-semitic jokes whether or not you're anti-semitic when you say them you are signaling that that kind of communication is okay and things that start out as jokes can become real like
0: history has a bunch of those I can't think of any off the top of my head because there's too many
1: but it just it's really important to know that Art imitates life, and life imitates art. That doesn't mean that you, as the individual, are not responsible because you saw Jack Donaghy do it on Thirty Rock. But it does mean that when we keep on having these characters portrayed, I've
0: seen enough of that guy. That's, yeah, that's my it's, other it's thing. Like
1: you've seen enough. It's kind of like I'm, I've seen enough. Of an angry old white man complaining about how hard their life is at an open mic. And how they're con- so done.
0: They're confused about modern times. Everybody is confused about modern times, dude. That's how modern times work. And they
1: have that one joke about transgender people that is in no way funny, but you are rude for asking them not to tell it anymore.
0: Which, probably a nice bow. One, one, doesn't matter. Sorry, I was just thinking about the fact that, like, one of the ways to keep, the workers in this situation on these stages is they tell them that other people can do the job. Right. And it's really annoying that it's like, we have to live with that threat at, at most worker people. Most people in the working class have to live with you're easily replaceable, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, we can't apply it the other way around. And it's just so oh yeah obnoxious to me that it's like,
1: well, it's kind of like how, um, Giving benefits to poor people is doing them a disservice, but bailing out rich people is supporting the economy.
0: Yeah. And you gotta be willing you know,
1: to know one set of rules for poor people and one set of rules for the ruling class.
0: And and my problem, like to, to tie And back the middle to that thing, class
1: is right in the middle, so they're just crabby and spoiled.
0: All those characters Alec Baldwin plays that second half a dude that That... that yeah. <laughs> all right well i think are we are we i'd
1: say we covered it pretty well um yeah no i think i think we're gucci
0: thank you for picking up recyclables today donations to the acast streaming service are of course always welcomed but the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and becoming a patron today If you can't do that, another great way is by liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcast listening service you use. All right, thanks.